Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News, the newspaper of record both online and in print for Parksville Qualicum Beach and the surrounding communities. Our coverage represents a treasure trove of natural wonders, interesting people, and a diversity of issues. Hi, everyone. Welcome to PQ Beat. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and VI Free Daily. It's been a busy summer in terms of news coming out of the town of Qualicum Beach. Here to talk about that, we're happy to welcome back Mayor Brian Weiss. Brian, thanks for joining us today. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Let's get right to the good stuff. Have you made any type of decision as to whether you will run again? Somehow I knew that'd be the first question. And uh, <laughs> at this point, uh, Philip, I haven't decided. Uh, Jan and I will take a look in the, you know, as we enter the new year. Uh, love my job. Uh, love our staff. Can't say enough about them. Politics in Qualicum Beach is somewhat different than a lot of towns, as we all know. But uh, like I said, Janet and I will look at it in the new year, and I love my job. I'll leave it at that. Now, we've recently had a couple of announcements regarding airline service out of the Qualicum Beach Airport. How important is that? Well, this is a huge deal. Going from none, you have two now, like Side Air and Iskwu Air. Vitally important economic and services hub for the region, without a doubt. Beginning of the term, council identified the airport as a top priority for all of us. Policy changes at the provincial level sort of changed things up a little bit. We were going to bring in a courier at one point in time. It was a Tesla. This was uh, 2019, I believe. And the provincial government turned us down saying that it wasn't airport related. <laughs> I don't know an airport you know, in the world that doesn't have numerous courier services at them. They since changed their mind on that. They went somewhere else because we couldn't get that, you know, patched up fast enough. So that along with, of course, the pandemic, and we lost the one carrier we did have, was very difficult on our airport and trying to keep it feasible. Uh, seeing the return of two carriers, the link to YVR, of course, is crucial. It brings back service to the community, to our region, and helps to maintain, ensure that our airport maintains its uh, designation. So it's really good news on all fronts. Now, you mentioned how much you love your job. Along those lines, have things been operating more smoothly now that you have a full complement of councillors? I would say no. The biggest problem we had with running four, and at one time three, was the public thinking what we're making decisions with only three instead of four or five councillors. You know, that's justified. So we made some decisions and we put some off until a later date. All in all, no big difference, but uh, we're going to revisit some of the things we passed in the past as in the past and uh, we'll look at those and see what the Council of Five has to say. Now, much has been made in terms of collaboration with the City of Parksville or the RDN. Qualicum Beach has offered assistance for the Bellinas Track Project. Parksville has said no to extra funds for the Aerosmith Search and Rescue Operations Centre. How important is it for those political entities to work together? Qualicum Beach and Parksville has done an amazing job in collaboration. Uh, we both deem it very important. Uh, we've done a stellar job of collaboration on emergency management Oceanside, residents benefit that we work together for sure. Uh, further, we work together, other agencies and government levels tend to join in. So 
the collaboration between us, the provincial and federal government say, wow, those guys are working together. We were more apt to get grants, which we did. It was a little disheartening that the majority of the Parksville Council does not recognize the value of it when it comes to ASAR. I will uh, elaborate on that. I think the request we did was they could pay the DCCs on behalf of uh, ASAR, which I think was a bad request. That The motion in council and the subsequent letter was a little misleading. I think we could have worded that a little better. We wanted them to cover the DCCs, which we did, but the gist of the conversation, and I think they knew the gist of the conversation was, you know, buck up. It's a good thing that ASAR looks after all of us. ASAR does a job for the region, not for Qualcomm Beach. You know, Qualcomm Beach has given them land and, and some money to help them out. It's no secret that ASAR's got a substantial mortgage for their new building, and they're going to need all the help they can get. So that was the gist of the ask. So I was a little bit disheartened that it didn't pass. One councillor said that he was offended that we did ask, and I think that was way over the top. So it's not too late. I'm going to encourage the elected officials of Parksville to think about that one and you know help our ASAR group. They're deserving, they need it, and it's the right thing to do. Switching gears a little also in the news recently have been backyard chickens. You've talked about rescinding a previous decision to ban the fowl from within the town proper. What type of feedback have you received from the community on that issue? You know, I would say most people want to keep them. So we've tasked staff to do a survey to uh, see what the town wants to do in in general. Uh, I think there's 17 permits out for backyard chickens in the town of Qualcomm Beach, and I could be off by one or two. So one or two complaints, people that weren't handling it very well and were looking after the chickens as they should and cleaning, et cetera. According to our bylaw office, they said they've looked after those complaints and looked after those people, and they've all come within the the parameters of you know this permit. In general, Qualcomm Beach, you know, they're very much um, farmers market, grow your own food. And I think that tends to go down this line as well. I think people are good with that if they want to raise their own chickens for looking after food for their family. Now, recently, we also we had an in- incident involving a cyclist and some pedestrians along the multi-use pathway in Qualicum Beach. What are your thoughts on accessibility for cyclists in the town? Is it bicycle friendly? We are one of the only communities that can say we have an excellent trail connectivity from east to west, north, south. Those trails are you know, second to none in a municipality. Uh, you can safely cycle around all cares of our community. I think it's important for people to educate themselves on protocols and how to do it, like maybe ring a bell when you're coming up to somebody behind them especially. So I can actually see a, a bicycle bell bylaw in the future. We had one in Calgary. It was a mandatory. You had belts, and when you were coming up behind someone, you ring your bell. And, you know, even today, like Janet and I and our dog Jake, we walk that path all the time, and people ring the bell. We turn around and say thank you. You know they're coming. You're not diving out of the way. And, you know, one other thing with that is uh, that are concerned around bicycles, Philip, is with the new influx of electric bikes. And some of these electric bikes do 50, 60K. Like, I've seen them go down, you know, Harlick Road by my house, which is, of course, a road. You're allowed to, and I, I'm good with that. But that road turns into a path. If we look at the bicycle bylaw with bells, I think we'll also probably just look into e-bikes and see what that looks like. A discussion I very much look forward to having with council. Any type of thoughts for extra signage along these paths or anything? I'd say the majority of people are really good, and I think all of them are signed. I don't know if we need more signs, 
but maybe more education. Recently, we had a letter here at the PQB News pointing out that there's a number of overnight RVers along the town beachfront, and we received all kinds of response. Is that an issue that concerns you at all? It does. We're looking at options at this point. We have some property on the south side, of course, so we can put a few more parking spots. Typically, most of the overnight RVs are in private property. There's a little chunk there that they go in behind the trees there, and that was a big concern, as it is for me. There are some that park overnight, you know, right on the beachfront. To catch-22, I'm not sure the best way to handle it. Either we hire more bylaw staff, one staffer is 1% to our budget. So we have to be careful with that. But I definitely understand the concern, especially during this dry time we had. I had numerous phone calls and emails regarding uh, the RVers and, you know, are they smoking back there, are they cooking back there, and if it catches the side of that hill going, and I share that concern. Our bylaw guy has made some pit stops to talk to these people. But hopefully with a public outreach, with what we're going to do with the ocean front and the parking and maybe possible you know, RV spots, and with that will come a service to look after, making sure that they're doing what they should be doing. And if they're you know parking where they shouldn't be, we'll, we'll send them on their way. Why spend hours searching dealerships, comparing makes and models? Find the best of BC's inventory in one place, todaysdrive.com. You'll have access to inventory across BC, where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort. Get in the driver's seat. Don't miss out on the many options we have available for you. Powered by Black Press Media, todaysdrive.com connects you with exclusive new and used car deals. How important are the Ravensong Pool expansion talks to the town? Through the Oceanside Services Committee, which I chair also, it's starting to hit the forefront again. I think that now that Parksville has hit a significant roadblock with their current recreation building program, they're going to move it somewhere else. So that's going to start the process all over again with the public outreach and what they think of this new spot. You know, Ravensong has been waiting long enough. You know, through the RDN, we'll try to hammer through at least the expansion, the office part, and the, the change rooms, etc. With the addition of the extra tank could come after. So I'm hoping that's the way it works, and I'll be pushing hard come September to move this thing along. Now, a, a very interesting topic. Why is development such a contentious issue in Qualicum Beach? Well, I think that's going to be the question of the day so far. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. My view, there are two factions in town. First one, the old adage, you know, we're good. Dig the moat, lift the drawbridge. Everything's perfect. The second one is um, a lot of newcomers, too, with this one is make Qualicum Beach cool again. You know, back in the old day, you know, we had movie stars and royalty come here. This was the place to go. We had tourist facilities. We had things to do and restaurants and different things. A lot of people now want to see that again. They want the brew pub downtown and maybe another one. And I think if we could get things exciting, revitalized downtown and get things moving and happening, all the businesses downtown will feel that. The stores will be open later, be a place to go, things to do. And that's what I'm hoping for, Philip. Why do you think there's so much pushback? I got to say, I got to be totally honest. It's typically the same people. You know, great project, wrong spot or we're taking down a couple of trees to make something happen. If it's a, you know, a duplex into a fourplex, it doesn't matter what we do, it comes across as something bad. I just don't get that. We as a town own part of this, and I mean that by the process for development shouldn't take any longer than six months. 
So from application time to business permit should be no longer than six months. Some fault of our own as council, uh, some things with process through uh, staff and how we get things done. I think the community wants to see things go. Like they said that during the election. They said, you know, let's, let's make things happen. Let's make things fun. So I'm uh, hopeful that we, uh, as council and staff, can do a lot better. I know that uh, our CEO, Daniel Salient, is uh, looking at a process to better track things and how we go through the process from the initial piece to the development permit issuance. So if we can get that done, I'll feel a lot better about it moving forward in the future. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. What are the priorities during the rest of your current term? I ran on uh, getting primary care for residents in Qualicum Beach, and our collaborative work with the Division of Family Practice resulted in opening that new nurse practitioners. I think there's five. We got that done. You know, we're not done yet. With, like the whole province, actually the whole country, is looking for doctors. You know, I hear from people in the community, you're not doing enough to get doctors. Like, we never stop trying to get doctors. When the whole country, never mind the province, but the whole country is looking for doctors, it's difficult. I think some of those answers might be with uh, universities actually bringing more people into the program. And the other answer might be to, for us as a community to actually build a center and staff it accordingly. The new era of doctors, they don't want to come and do all the paperwork. And a lot of them are husband and wife with children. So they want to come in, you know, spend their four or five, six hours. Then the one will go home, the next one will come and do, you know, two or three, and then switch it up the next day, whatever that looks like. And, but we need someone else to do all the paperwork. So that's part of the problem. There's not too many new doctors that want to take on the mortgage, 10-hour workday, and then do four hours of office work and sending stuff in, and they don't want to do that anymore. That's what we're working on is trying to create a, some sort of atmosphere that we can get that done. I wanted to see some diversity in housing and affordability and you know, our work with Kiwanis. So we managed to get that done in the province I think there's 63 units going in on a railway there, which that's a huge plus. Uh, we have no staff, you know, for our downtown restaurants and pubs, whatever. I wanted to see the East Village uh, move forward with the brewery and housing. Uh, sea level rise, climate change, and the uh, completion of the memorial path and traffic circle. That's coming into fruition now, which is very exciting. I know it's a terrible hardship on some people in East and West Crescent and Memorial you know, with detours, but it is short-lived. We're doing the best we can. We put the speed humps in, additional stop signs, and close to being done in November. That is going to be a, something pretty special down there. I think most people will like it. Big thing, too, is uh, we paid off a debt that the last council left us when they bought St. Andrews and the bus garage site. That was, you know, close to $5 million. We've managed to pay that off, you know, once we solidify the deals on the bus garage site and get paid for those things. We're going to pay off that debt. That's a big deal. What's next? How to address Pheasant Glen. I think there's 40 uh, units for uh, permanent uh, short-term rentals. And then the remaining units of the, of the 225 total are um, in a pool. So some people will buy those for investment properties and rent them out on a week-to-week basis over the summers. I would say we're going to increase our tourist accommodation by a minimum, I would say, of 100 units 
you know, moving forward, which is a, a big deal for Qualicum Beach to get that done. And the other one is Eagle Crest, of course, which is somewhat controversial with our CAC's discussion. I hope to bring that back. Investing in our critical infrastructure is big, too. Um, water, sewer, you know, power and lights, like all these things that uh, we need to address before it's too late. Now that we've reestablished our reserves and we've started an asset management program, we can actually, we know what we need to do as far as infrastructure is, is concerned. Twinning the sewer and water on, on Rupert to the airport is a big one. The big thing is right now we have, uh, we took on Eagle Crest and Chartwell. Good way to put it is they're on the end of a garden hose. Twinning the lines are, is a big deal. So if we can get that done, uh, trees are important. I'd like more parks. I understand people want garbage bins on every street corner and they want big flower things. And investment in our community infrastructure is the high priority for the remainder of this year. Of course, we're going to discuss all these things in, in our September, October time frame. And we're going to go through our strategic plan one more time and nail it down for our final year of our term. And hopefully uh, we all agree on which way we're going to go and get it done. You're working on a nice tan over there. How have you spent your summer? <laughs> well, not as quiet as one would hope. I think most councils, uh, different levels of government, typically take August off to rejuvenate, uh, spend some time with family, just stop for a month. The province does, Parkville does, the RDN does. So this year, Qualicum Beach did as well. The side benefit that to that, Philip, is that our staff, who work very, very hard, also could take a break from writing lengthy reports for council and uh, not responding to numerous requests from council members and me included. So, you know, I would say we need to practice that month off thing. This is the first year we did it. I think some did really good, some not so much, but, you know, it's our first time. So we'll work on that. Uh, it was lovely to have my grandkids here for two weeks. Uh, Going to spend lots of time with them hitting all the highlights in the, in the area. Got a few extra rounds of golf in, hence the tan. Um, although I, I think with more rounds of golf, I seem to be getting worse for some reason. I'm not sure what that. Good problem to have, though, right? Uh, no complaints. Uh, Philip, I see this time after the August break next year, we'll be in full election mode. So, you know, at that point in time, very little will get done. You know, just essential stuff. So one year left, you know, and see what happens. Brian, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Phil. It's always a pleasure. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S., experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com.